0: Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from
1: Discovery. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about whether you really do lose the most heat through your head, the surprising discovery that red blood cells might play a key role in immunity, and why Venus probably never had oceans after all.
0: Let's satisfy some
1: curiosity. There are plenty of seasonal myths out there. Things like cold weather gives you colds. It doesn't. And you can't sunburn on a cloudy day. You certainly can. Well, here's the truth behind another often repeated myth. You do not, in fact, lose most of your body heat through your head. See, this myth probably stemmed from some experiments performed by the U.S. military in the 1950s. Not exactly the heyday of scientific rigor. In those studies, researchers dressed volunteers in Arctic survival suits and exposed them to bitterly cold winter weather. Because their heads were the only parts of their bodies left uncovered, that's where they lost most of their heat. Sounds like a good way to conclude that you lose most of your heat through your head, but not so fast. If the volunteers had worn hats and left an equivalent area of their arms or legs uncovered, the same amount of heat would have escaped through those areas. The reason it feels like more heat escapes through some places than others is that your head, face, neck, and chest are up to five times more sensitive to temperature changes than the rest of your body. By bundling up with a hat and scarf in winter or taking off a ball cap in summer, you feel like you're doing more to change your body temperature than if you were to change other clothing. But in reality, roughly 10% of your body heat escapes through your head. That just so happens to be the same amount of your body's surface area that your head makes up. Whether you wear a hat or not, the other clothes you wear play just as much of a role in how hot or cold you feel. Of course, this isn't to say that you should head out on a below-zero winter day with your head bare. The 10% of your body heat that escapes through your head isn't nothing, and every bit of bundling helps keep you warmer than you would be otherwise. What I am saying is that you can't just put a hat on and expect to stay warm in a t-shirt. Don't make me say, I told you so.
0: Your red blood cells have a secret superpower. As if shuttling oxygen from your lungs to the rest of your body wasn't enough, am I right? It turns out that they also help out your immune system. That's right. It's not just the white blood cells that get all the glory. Red blood cells also play a role in immunity. And this was a pretty major revelation for researchers. When people come down with serious infections like pneumonia, sepsis, or COVID-19, they often become anemic. That means they start losing red blood cells. That's kind of weird, since the infection doesn't usually attack those cells. So a group of researchers set out to understand why. In their study, they analyzed blood from 100 COVID 19 patients and 50 sepsis patients. They examined the proteins on the outside of their red blood cells and found that they were expressing abnormally high levels of one particular protein, TLR9. TLR9 is a type of protein called a toll like receptor, which plays a role in immunity for all sorts of tissues. When bacteria or viruses invade your body, they release genetic material into your bloodstream is free-floating DNA. Toll-like receptors are like flypaper to free-floating DNA. These receptors trigger the production of cytokines, which, in turn, trigger an inflammatory response that helps your body fight off the invader. TLR9 proteins on red blood cells bind to free-floating DNA, too, but their appetites are limited, When they scoop up too much DNA, the cell they're attached to deforms. This brings an immune cell called a macrophage over to gobble up the cell, DNA and all. The body will make new cells to replace the missing ones, and when it does, it replaces them with cells that have extra TLR9. The researchers believe that this newly discovered immune-boosting responsibility might be one of the reasons anemia appears during an infection. The TLR9-bearing red blood cells are hard at work scooping up DNA, dying, and being gobbled up. So a person with an infection has fewer red blood cells to go around. This knowledge has tons of potentially useful applications. For one, the researchers think that doctors might be able to analyze the DNA bound to red blood cells in a blood sample to find out exactly what pathogen is causing an infection. And if researchers can tone down TLR9 without affecting other immune cells, they might also be able to treat anemia itself. Either way, we now know that our red blood cells have been working a lot harder than we thought.
1: The planet Venus is often used as a cautionary tale for life on Earth. It's been said that Venus used to have liquid water oceans and a temperate climate but a runaway greenhouse effect turned it into an unlivable hellscape. But new simulations question that cautionary tale. They say that Venus probably never had oceans in the first place, and our young Earth came alarmingly close to the same fate. Although Venus is about the same size as Earth, it's pretty different from our home planet. It has an extremely thick CO2 atmosphere and clouds of sulfuric acid its average temperature is much higher than Earth's, too, over 400 degrees Celsius. And it rotates backwards at an extremely slow rate, just one day for every 500 Earth days. To find out how Venus got to be this way, astrophysicists used 3D models of the atmosphere that are pretty similar to the ones scientists use to understand the past and future of Earth's climate. Those models showed that the water vapor on Venus probably never condensed in the atmosphere to make raindrops. In other words, Venus never had rainfall that could accumulate in lakes or oceans. Any water would have existed as steam. The researchers ran the simulations for Earth, too. For a long time, researchers believed that the relatively weak sun radiation early in our planet's life made us narrowly avoid being an ice world where temperatures remained so low that all the liquid water turned to solid ice. But the simulations showed the opposite, that Earth narrowly avoided turning into an inhospitable pressure cooker like Venus. If the Earth had been just slightly closer to the sun or if the sun had been just slightly hotter, oceans probably wouldn't have formed on our planet either. We would have been a steam world instead. The researchers point out that this new information about Venus is just a stepping stone toward a better understanding of the planet. It'll take real observations on actual missions to Venus, missions like the three we have planned in the future, to really know whether these simulations are accurate. But for now, the simulations show how delicate the formation of habitable planets might be in the universe, and they add to our understanding of what kinds of planets might have the right conditions for life.
0: Let's recap what we learned today to wrap up, starting with the fact that you don't lose most of your body heat through your head. In fact, you lose about 10% of your heat through your head, because your head makes up about 10% of your body's surface area. Your head feels more sensitive to temperature changes than the rest of your body, which explains why this myth might feel true. But in general, it's a good idea to bundle up all over. Hat, jacket, gloves, the whole bit. Even a cloak if you're as cool as I am.
1: I mean, living in Chicago, I definitely learned this. <laughs> hats, hats are important, but so is everything else. Yes. Although it is kind of cool. Uh, I learned this from other runners. A good way if you're if you're overheating on a run, a good way to easily cool down is to just expose your wrists because there are big arteries there. So ex- expose your wrists or your or your neck because there are big arteries there and then you can feel cooler faster. I don't know if it'll actually lose heat more because, like we said, you pretty much lose heat at the same rate everywhere, but it definitely makes you feel better. Nice. Nice tip. Yeah. And we learned that red blood cells might play a big role in immunity, despite all the glory that white blood cells get in that department. Researchers noticed that ICU patients tended to get anemia, and they ran a study to figure out why. Turns out that red blood cells express an immune protein called TLR9 that scoops up DNA from invading pathogens and sounds the alarm for other parts of the immune system to kick into gear. But after a while, all that DNA deforms the red blood cell and it's gobbled up by a macrophage, which means infections lead to a reduction in red blood cells and therefore anemia. Who knew that red blood cells had so many jobs?
0: And here I thought they were specialized. Guess they must have pretty big brains.
1: (laughs) Those big brain red blood cells.
0: If you missed the human brain shrinking story from last week, I highly recommend you go back and check it out because I'm going to reference it nonstop.
1: It's like the galaxy brain meme, but the brains just keep getting smaller.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And we also learned that Venus probably never had oceans like we once believed. That's according to computer simulations of the planet's evolution. Which found that water vapor probably never condensed in the atmosphere to make raindrops. So, rain never accumulated to form lakes and oceans. Instead, Venus existed as a sort of steam world. The verdict is still out on whether the ratings would have been higher than water world.
1: The dumplings would have been better.
0: (laughs) I don't get that at all.
1: It's steam. It's cooking. You can cook dumplings in steam. You steam
0: dumplings. Now I get it. Now I'm hungry. Me too. <laughs> the simulations also showed that Earth came dangerously close to being a steam world too. If we had been slightly closer to the sun or if the sun had been slightly hotter, we may have been a Venusian pressure cooker ourselves. Or do you say Venusian? <laughs> I think it's Venusian, yeah. It's definitely Venusian. <laughs> but do you say Venusian? I,
1: I do well, not you, say Venusian. No, you don't.
0: It was a, it's just a general...
1: Oh, you were asking the just listener.
0: A hype, ...kind of a... Rhetorical. Sure.
1: Today's writers were Cameron Duke and Brianna Brownell.
0: Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer, who is also a writer on today's episode. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. I really can't stay. I gotta go away. This episode has been so very nice. And even though I can't hold your hands since they're just like ice, I can tell you to bundle up and then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. (laughs) That was... That took a long time. That was a weird one. Um, That was a weird one.
1: And until then, stay curious.